Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Cheers, everybody. Welcome to the first ever edition of Bourbon on a Budget. If you're tuned in today, it's probably because you love bourbon. Uh, and if so, we're glad you found your way to us. Uh, I am TJ Pittenger, joined with a couple of great buddies of mine. Uh, Brendan Sinone, who you guys know from a couple of other podcasts uh, on the net right now. And my good buddy that I graduated high school with, Ben Cock. Yes, that really is his last name. Um, Brendan, Ben, how are you gentlemen doing tonight? I'm doing well. I'm excited. This has been a a podcast, a video episode, a platform for bourbon a long time in the making. We all like bourbon. We love bourbon. We love talking about bourbon with each other and, and other friends. So I'm excited, DJ, to to get going on this and to uh, open up the the world of bourbon that we share together to to listeners and, and friends. Yeah, TJ, thanks for having me on. I'm excited to talk about bourbon hang out and, you know, I've been doing this for a while, so might as well uh, start sharing it with some people and have people join in with us. Yeah. Ben and I were at Whiskey Cake today, which is a uh, establishment here in Tampa. I know there are several of them. And Ben said like, worst case scenario, if nobody ever watches this or nobody ever downloads it or never goes anywhere, like we're just sitting around talking about bourbon and drinking bourbon together with cool guys. And like, that's good enough. Like that's really okay. So uh, hopefully it goes somewhere. Hopefully this is something that you guys enjoy. Uh, not only you two that I'm talking with, but the, the folks that are tuned in and, and listening or watching. And so we're super excited about it and, uh, excited to be with you. Uh, Ben, I see you raising your glass right there. Let's go around the horn right now. What are, what are we all drinking? Ben, you go, you go first on our first ever episode of bourbon on a budget. What do you got there? Yeah, I'd hate to screw this up, but like you said earlier, we were at Whiskey Cake today, and so this is some coffee. I'm on the uh, recovery cycle right now. <laughs> so our first ever drink that we talk about on Bourbon on a Budget is Ben's coffee. Ben makes a fantastic pour-over coffee. Um, he is as every bit as much of a coffee snob or a bourbon snob as he is a coffee snob. Brandon, what are you drinking? Just water at the moment. I know that sounds pretty weak, but I want to go into this with my palate completely refined and, and open. My wife actually made me tea like an hour ago, and then I felt really bad that I decided not to drink it. So there's just tea sitting in the other room. I know that's not <laughs> riveting, but I want to be fresh for you guys as we get into the bourbons. Um, well, I am drinking a bourbon. So I've got an Old Forester single barrel, uh, barrel select. Uh, it's a Burns Steakhouse uh, establishment here in Tampa the best steakhouse in the state of Florida. Um, I've got their single barrel old Forester pick. So cheers to me, I guess, as you guys drink um, <laughs> coffee and water. Um, all right, let's get into some stuff. Brendan, what, uh, let's do a little intro for people. So people learn a little bit more about us. I know that Brendan, you and I are kind of in some FSU circles. So people may know uh, about us from there, but let's talk a little, let's talk a little bourbon, right? Like what we're going to get into where did your bourbon journey start? How did you get into to this magnificent world that is, um, you know, corn-based whiskey? 
I used to be in my group of friends, the guy who was made fun of for not drinking liquor. I would always drink beer uh, and that's all I would drink. And, and they would try to force me to drink SoCo and Sprite. And that was really the first time where I know that sounds blasphemous, right? But that was really the first time where I realized like, oh, this, you know, mixed the right way could actually be, be pretty palatable. Like this is, this is okay. Uh, that was about three, four years ago. And then that same group of friends, one of them was moving across the country and my buddy bought him a nice bottle of Jack Daniels. It was distiller edition though. And it was solid. It wasn't anything fancy, but I had that with Coke. And that was like, oh, this actually mixes well with Coke. And then pretty soon uh, getting into like Four Roses, Single Barrel and uh, Jack Daniels, some other like nicer Jack Daniels, like Gentleman's Jack, you start realizing like, this is actually pretty good and it doesn't need ice. Uh, within a year of that, I, I probably had like, 40 bottles of, of bourbon. I was hooked. I was into it. I was into the the chase and the exploration of it and the hunting. And I think it's going to be a lot of what we talk about, you know, here on bourbon on a budget is, is the chase and the pursuit of it. So yeah, man, that was really how I got into it. It was, it happened pretty quickly. Went from the beer guy to the, the bourbon aficionado of my friend group. Absolutely. Ben, what about you? How'd you get into it? Yeah, I would say like Brendan, I started with, with beer. Um, I really enjoyed getting the craft beer scene. Uh, but at some point I was introduced to whiskey by my brother-in-law. Um, him and his brother every year would buy one nice bottle around Christmas time and then kind of drink that over the holiday season. And so uh, when my sister ended up married into the family, I got kind of roped into sharing a bottle with the guys. And uh, that kind of exposed me to some nicer bottles at the beginning. Um, and so bourbon and drinking, you know, nice whiskey has always been a communal act for me. Um, an ability to share experiences, um, and kind of just relax with, uh, good friends and good family. Um, so that's kind of how I approached, uh, me drinking bourbon, you know, more often at the house, it was always kind of with friends, with family to, uh, kind of relax uh, share stories and, uh, kind of go from that way. So that's kind of how I got into the, the bourbon scene and, uh, why it's so important to me is because it's all about, uh, community. Yeah, no, Brendan, you talked about drinking beer and my, uh, my experience was not dissimilar. Were you drinking good beer or was it just like cheap, like Miller Lite? Cause I, I've got a path that's going to be similar, but your smile tells me that you know where it's going. It was it was cheap stuff, but I also had a reputation as not knowing what the hell I was ordering even for beer. Like this was, I was very, I don't want to say sheltered, but I didn't do a whole lot of like partying and stuff in college. I was uh, I was tied up with uh, with a high school sweetheart, so I didn't do a whole lot of crazy stuff. So I would have like Bud Light and whatnot, and and then as I became single, would start going out to bars and stuff more. I would like start ordering ordering like IPA stuff. And, and I had no idea what I was ordering every time it, it sounded good. And then I would drink it and I, and I couldn't transition to it. So eventually though, I started getting a little classier with my, my beer uh, taste. So I'm a little more sophisticated, if you will. It, it took some time though. Yeah, no, I mean, I think we've all been there like, you know, in, in college and really young, like I was just drink drinking, you know, cheap crap and um, Natty light, you know, as, as bad as the bottom of the barrel gets, um, and there's a time and a place for all of that, right? Like when I go over to Ben's house and, you know, I'm taking the kids in the pool, like I'm, I'm drinking Miller Lite out there, right? Like I'm not drinking an IPA or, you know, some bourbon finished in a, 
you know, rum barrel. So like, I think there's a time and a place for everything. Uh, but yeah, I got really big into craft beer and have been really big into craft beer since, I don't know, 2013, 2014. So I was really big into that for four or five years. And then I just had a, a shelf full of well over 120, 130 bottles of craft beer just sitting out in, in my kind of cellar, my garage, whatever, uh, collecting dust because, you know, a 25 ounce bottle of beer, once you crack that, I mean, it's, it's no good if you don't drink that night. And so I just had him sitting there collecting dust. I got into bourbon because Ben actually came over. I just looked up the date of it, but Ben came over to my house on um, uh, April 18th of 2020. So pandemic has just started. Nothing's going on. Everything's shut down. We can't go anywhere. We can't do anything. And Ben brought over four different bottles, which we'll talk about those bottles uh, in a later episode. But Ben brought over four different bottles and kind of told me what I should be tasting, what I should, you know, maybe get off of each bottle. Um, and a really just kind of good, unique experience. Um, I think maybe even let me end up keeping one of the bottles or something, Aww. you know, said like, oh, this is for you. And uh, so at that point, oh, you know, that was what, 10 months ago now, I've bought way too much. I've tasted way too much. I've drank way too much. Uh, but I really enjoyed the journey. Ben and I drink uh, a lot together. We graduated from high school together. We've our families have known each other uh, for a long time. Um, and so, you know, this, this pairing and this fit just kind of was natural. So excited uh, to, to go along this journey. I'm excited to hear from other people as well. You know, we'll get like social medias and stuff going uh, up very soon. It'll all be, you know, bourbon on a budget you can search for, but I'm excited to hear other people's journeys. I, I think most people have a very similar journey into bourbon and, but I'm always fascinated by it. I'm always, you know, Ben's, you know, with his family, um, Brendan just kind of growing up a little bit, you know, me getting introduced by it, um, to it by a buddy is, is all kind of fascinating to me. So if you've got those stories, you want to talk about, them, you know, we're here for them. So, uh, send them in wherever we have places you can send them in. We don't have all the social media and stuff like ready to give to you, but just search bourbon on a budget and we'll talk about it. Comment it on YouTube. This will be on YouTube. Comment it below. That's maybe that's the easiest way to say it. We're working on it, people. <laughs> yeah. Like, subscribe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All of those things. Thumbs up. Yeah. No thumbs downs. Um, <laughs> go put that on all the other bourbon. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so bourbon on a budget, right? Like that's a little bit about us. It's a little bit about our bourbon journey, what brought us here. Um, Brennan, you and I actually, Ben and I had a conversation about turning bourbon into content. Uh and he kind of asked me, like, have you ever thought about this? Have you ever done this? And then literally the next day, Brendan texted me and we were talking about turning bourbon into content. And was so, it literally a day later? That's crazy. I do was recent. That's awesome. Later. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, yeah. And so, you know, I said, man, let's just do it. Let's just do this. You know, Brendan's on like 18 podcasts. I, I think I might be on like 17. So doing the podcast wasn't difficult by any means, but it was figuring out this uh, subject matter and, and trying to get it rolling. So um, we all kind of chatted. We've been in a group message for a couple of weeks now, and, and we're super excited for this. But Brandon, what is Bourbon on a Budget? What are, what are we doing here? What's the the idea behind the show? Uh, what are we going to try and accomplish with this podcast slash video slash whatever the heck we're doing here today? So at its, at its most basic, talking about bourbon and our journeys and our experiences and, and pursuing it and tasting it, uh, but but really with the idea of of bourbon on a budget is trying to determine value at, at bourbon because I think all of us at different points in our journey have 
found certain bottles that we love at great prices or bottles that we spent way too much on and regret. And it's something like almost everyone has to, as you start to collect it, you kind of fall into the, you have those pitfalls where you either spend too much on it or you find that, that budget that you love. And a lot of the premise of, of what I wanted to do and I've been thinking about for a long time with doing content around bourbon was that pursuit of finding like great value and what value means to me, what it means to other people. Obviously that's all, that's obviously going to be all you know, subjective to your own personal preferences and whatnot. Uh, but overall, I think there's a, a Venn diagram, a certain realm where like we can all, like most people agree, like, you know, Wild Turkey 101 is is a good, you know, bourbon at, at a good value or, you know, this bourbon here is too much money. And so that's really like the dialogue and the conversation, the jumping off point that that I really had envisioned for us to be talking about. And that's not going to be all we talk about with the, with the bourbon conversation, but that's maybe something that's going to be always kind of present with us is like, you know, we aren't millionaires. We have a certain budget for our bourbon collection, even if it grows too much for our spouse's liking, right? Uh, we can't go crazy on it. And so that's kind of like, what is value? What's worth your time and your pursuit? Yeah. And I think that we've talked about this, like sticking uh, in and around that budget. Other, uh, Brendan hit the nail on the head, right? Like if we had an unlimited budget and we were just absolute millionaires, yeah, we could review every single um, highly sought after bottle that has ever existed. And then we would not be able to relate to any of the people that are watching, right? Um, it does us no good. My favorite thing about watching bourbon reviews and watching people talk about bourbon and talking about people, uh, talking about bourbon with people is kind of like Ben mentioned, that camaraderie, right? Like that enjoying it, enjoying that drink, whether it be a cheap Miller Lite or Pappy Van Winkle 23, like it doesn't matter. Like I like to enjoy that drink with somebody. And so I think if, if all you're reviewing is this stuff that's like highly sought after and nobody's ever going to get it's hard to relate with people. And so what I'm excited about, about this show is we are going to uh, basically do one long episode a week that gets split up into two parts. And the first part of that episode, uh, you're listening to it now, right? You're listening to our first, first episode is a little different, right? Intro, how we got here, what's going on. But the first part of the episode is our story, right? Like what's going on, our bourbon chat, right? What we're doing that weekend bourbon, what, what's going on, what we've tried, what we've tasted. And then the second part is going to be a shorter episode that airs that truly is a review of a budget bourbon. We've got one picked out for tonight. Um, you're watching this now. The, the review will drop in two days, right? So you're not going to get that right away. You got to come back and get it, but we're going to tell you what we're reviewing. And if you want to go get that budget bourbon and try it with us, we encourage you to do that. You know, this isn't a, a plug for any certain bourbon yet. Hopefully those will come later, but uh, we're excited to be able to try things and share things with you guys. And, and really, like you said, do it on a budget, do it again. I would love to be able to review every highly sought after bottle that nobody can get their hands on. That'd be great for me, but I, don't, I just don't know how good that would be for an audience or for people that we're trying to relate to. So I'm excited about that. I'm excited to be able to not only share that with these guys that I appreciate and like hanging out with and like spending time with, but the community and, and the brand that we'll uh, build here as well. Um, we've talked about that budget. Uh, ben, what does that budget look like? From a dollars and cents perspective, what do you think makes sense? And what have we talked about um, that we're going to try and stick to for this budget review that we're doing? Yeah, it's a great, great question. Uh, you know, when we're talking about, you know, um, in the early kind of conversations, uh, coming up with, you know, bourbon on a budget, you know, in my head, bourbon on a budget means to me accessibility. 
and that's given the opportunity for uh, the everyman to go out, buy a bottle, try it with us, and uh, let us kind of just sample it together, talk about what we taste, what we don't taste, what's good, what's not. Um, so I, I think when we're talking about bourbon on a budget, um, what we're trying to do is probably stay to a price point that someone can go out and grab a bottle at their liquor store right now. They don't have to search out and got to try to get allocated whiskey. Um, and I think that price point is pretty uh, approachable, probably around the 30 to $35 a, a bottle mark. Um, now that's certainly um, not going to be, you to go out and buy that every week. Um, but hopefully you're not drinking you know, an entire bottle every week, but uh, the, uh, the price point is of, of 30 bucks. I think it's pretty reasonable um, for most of the people listening. And uh, that's kind of where we're drawing our line, hopefully around that 30 to $35 mark. Um, so like I said, you guys can go out and grab it yourselves. Yeah, no, I think that price point is perfect. Uh, you know, there, there becomes a, uh, a price point that's just too low, <laughs> right? Like mm -hmm. I'm not saying we'll never review any of that, but uh, I was in a restaurant the other night and they, said, you know, our household fashion is $7. And they told me what bourbon was in it. And I just said, I think I'm good. Like, I'll just pay the upcharge for like, you know, something other than that, please. Um, it was Valentine's Day. I just didn't want to cheat, you know, drink really, really cheap bourbon and have a headache the next day. So I Be did. yourself, TJ. Yeah. Yourself. yeah. My wife's looking at me like, really? Like, you have to be that snob? Like, you can't. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I have to be that snob. So, um, so anyway, yeah. And then I think there's a price point, not that we'll never review anything that's lower than 30 or anything that's higher than 35 or 40. But I think that that's kind of the idea is what can the everyday person, people ask all the time. We're, Brendan and I are in a couple of uh, whiskey chats on Twitter. Uh, Brendan gets questions all the time on his blog that he runs. Um, I, I'm new to bourbon. Where do I start? And, you know, you're not going to recommend a $3,000 bottle on the secondary market to somebody that's starting into bourbon, right? Like you're going to try and recommend something that is good, but is also not going to break the bank. And I think that that just like with beer, right? Like you can buy the, the steel reserve of beers and it is the most alcohol for the cheapest price point, but are they going to enjoy that? Right? Like you could suggest them the, the finest craft beer in all of Florida, but are they going to enjoy that startup? So I think it's it's the same thing here. And, and the same happens with wine and the same happens with whiskey or any kind of liquor that you're on. You want something that's a good quality, but not going to break the bank. And I think anywhere from that 30 to 40 to dollar range is, is probably what you're looking at. So that's kind of the budget that we're going to stick within. Not that we'll never go outside of it, um, but that's kind of what we're going to be looking at. Um, I, I want to get to this and then we'll, we'll kind of wrap up this first part here shortly, but we have, uh, Ben has trademarked and copyrighted this already. So don't anybody try and steal it. Like don't even look up the trademark. It's already done. Uh, we filed this with the, we filed this already. with the federal submitted. government and they are <laughs> federal government is yeah. very quick to, to give those patents and stuff. So like, don't even look, but, uh, pursuit and purchases our first segment of the podcast episode one, Segment one, pursuit and purchases. Um, guys, what are you what are you what are you looking for right now? Like, are you pursuing anything? Is there anything you're like? We'll get into our review later, but like, is there anything that you want right now that you cannot find that you're looking for as far as your bourbon journey goes, Brendan? Uh, yeah, I'm on the hunt for one specific right now, and I've been on a bit of a splurge recently too. So I'm not going crazy looking for this one. Uh, but I'm looking for a smoke wagon and specifically smoke wagons 
a small batch. So I've yes. gotten I've gotten their straight one, which is eh, okay. It's thirty dollars and it's fine. Um, and then the uncut, unfiltered one, which like I got for eighty five dollars, which is fairly reasonable given what it's starting to go for now, and like that's becoming a super super popular bourbon. This is the one that's kind of in the middle. I think it's supposed to be like in the $55 range. Uh, but I love the I love the uncut unfiltered. It's one of the best bourbons I've tried in the past year. Have you guys tried that yet? I've heard nothing but good things about it. I'll, I'll, I'll have to share that with you sometime soon uh, and send when we send down some samples uh, down to Tampa because it, it's really, really, really good, uh, really rich, really robust. It's awesome. Uh, so the small batch is kind of the one in between, and that's considered probably like a like a comparable uh, bang for your buck as the uncut unfiltered one but uh, really elusive can't find it in Tallahassee sometimes in South Georgia uh, they'll get it in occasionally but I'll probably have to look for that one like on sealbacks or something online at some point do they distribute to Florida I thought they uh they weren't distributing to Florida are uh, you guys that, trying to source that from out of state that could be why I haven't seen it in Tallahassee <laughs> and why they only get it in South Georgia sometimes. That can be, it, it is so where for people who aren't familiar with the geography of Tallahassee, like it's 30 minutes north and you're in South Georgia it, and demographically, like it, it, it feels very like South Georgia ish in this area too. But you go over the state line and all of a sudden the bourbon game changes drastically for, for a while. The prices were a lot lower in Georgia. That's starting to kind of creep up a little bit but the selection and what they get, mm. they get more allocated stuff too. So that's a fun, uh, you know, we do talk about the pursuit, the pursuit part of pursuit and purchases, pat, patent pending. Uh, pending. The, pursuit, the pursuit in South Georgia is an extra fun part of the element to where I live. Um, yeah, no, I've, I've not had it, but I will be in Tallahassee on um, Saturday. So if you want All to right. pour me a, if you want to pour me a sample, supposing that a basketball game does not get canceled, I'll see you Saturday. TJ, uh, how many times have you been supposed to come up and we were going to hang out and have a bourbon outside so, and you know, socially like, distanced and safe? It's been like, what, three times now? Yeah, like COVID just keeps canceling everything. So yeah. knock on wood that this game happens on Saturday. Uh, I'm really excited about it. Like my my daughter, every time she sees the Seminole logo, she's like, oh, Seminole. So like, for those that aren't familiar, like FSU's basketball court has a massive Seminole head logo in the middle of it. And she'll flip out when she sees that because when you're two and a half everything is the coolest thing ever so anyway ben what are you less about her more about whiskey uh ben what are you pursuing these days what are you looking for so i'm on the hunt right now for a newer release of wild turkey uh they recently came out with a wild turkey rare breed rye um, i'm a big fan of the standard wild turkey rare breed um i think it's a great deal at 45 bucks or had 116.8 proof. Um, it's from a great distiller. Um, so I, I know it was released, uh, I think in 2000, I think it's 2020. I think, I think it was last year release and distribution is kind of getting up and running. Um, I talked to a couple local, uh, stores today and I think a couple of them received two or three bottles, um, pretty recently, but of course they're all sold out. Um, so I'm, really trying to uh, get my hands on a rare breed rye, mostly because I, you know, have a palate that really enjoys rye. Uh, recent purchases include uh, some Sazerac rye uh, from Buffalo Trace. I'm really excited about that. Um, I have, I was able to purchase 
six. So <laughs> you, had to think, you, had, you, you didn't want to say that. You were like, ah, uh, uh, just a couple. He knew but, damn well what the number was. Oh yeah, well, shoot. <laughs> it's hard to find, you know, in Tampa. So I had to. I found some guy that was selling them pretty locally. That uh, you know, we're selling them at MSRP, and he had a a pretty big supply. So I thought, might as well pull the trigger. So I'm gonna go ahead and try to uh pull the trigger on those and kind of just stock up for a bit. Yeah. Those Sazerac Rise are absolutely incredible. It's probably my favorite, just like everyday sipper that I have in my house. Um, and if you can find it in MSRP, uh, which is, you know, certain places, certain prices like in New Orleans or in Louisiana, it's a little cheaper, but everywhere else it's like 30 bucks. If you can find it 30, 35 bucks, it is absolutely something we will review on this show it is one of my favorite everyday sippers uh, i'll cut to a picture right now when i edit this later but uh we snuck ben and i took our families to disney and we snuck some sazerac rye in um <laughs> in a baby bottle that you're all looking at now uh, <laughs> yes. so hopefully you guys get a kick out of that but we uh it really really good I, we went left we got the margaritas first but then we sipped on sazerac rye the rest of the day because disney's prices are out, out of the baby bottle uh, yeah, I mean, we, we didn't suck on the nipple, like, <laughs> you know, like, well, it just unscrewed the cap and like drank it out of the side. I mean, it just looks like apple juice, but yeah, I mean, I, I uh, was thinking you guys were sucking on the nipple, honestly, comedically is where, where it was kind of hoping that, that the direction yeah, in it was general, going. Yes, uh, so obvious. baby bottle nipples are like, so like the hole in the nipple is so, no, so just, small. Is this like my personal experience or how do you, how can you confirm this? I, we both have children. Like the baby bottle, nipple, like, <laughs> um, so they make the nipple like really so the child doesn't like you know drink too much and like choke. And so, I think we're gonna get you know explicit filter. Yeah, TJ was very worried about this, the explicit uh, filter. I don't uh, even know what the this is like. <laughs> this is NC MA, this is, yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, it would take so much effort to drink rye out of a baby bottle. <laughs> like it's, it's kind of where I'm trying to go here and keep it on the train, keep the train right, on the right, tracks. Right. Um, it would be more effort than it was worth. Like I would just go get a beer from Germany and have cotton just call it a day. Like, um, but anyway, all right, all right. You did not, you didn't, it, you did not drink rye whiskey out of a baby bottle nipple. Got it. Correct. Yes. All right, con yeah. Confirmed. All right. Um, good. I'm glad we cleared it up. So Sazer rye, really, really good purchase. Uh, I am, I'll go to my pursuit. Um, I am on the pursuit and this is not, it's just kind of, again, I've been treating myself like Brennan uh, has lately and I guess I have no plans on slowing down. I had a Michter's toasted barrel bourbon in, um, where did I go, Ben? Where? Um, uh, Savannah. Savannah, Georgia. I, was I wasn't invited. Uh, you did drive right by and didn't stop. So that's fun. Um <laughs> <laughs> so I had a Michter's Toasted Barrel Bourbon, which their last release of that was in 2018. Uh, so it's super hard to find now, right? Like it's hard to find things that are uh, in a limited or special variety quality um, anyway. But then, you know, you're trying to find things from two years ago. It's, it's almost impossible. Uh, I was able to pick up a Michter's Toasted Barrel Rye uh, not too long ago, which is a, also a barrel strength that is in Orlando. And I'm coming to get it in a week and a half. So I'm excited about that, but uh, I am still looking for that bourbon. If I could find a bottle of that bourbon, I'd be super thrilled with it. Uh, my most recent purchase, which Ben jumped the gun a little bit. We were going to go back around the horn for this. We skipped Brendan, uh, but uh -huh. my most recent. Da purchase, damn you, Ben. Mabi, Mabi. 
most recent purchase was an Eagle Rare store pick from Lukens, uh, which is a local Tampa Bay area uh, chain of liquor stores uh, for a pretty good price, 45 bucks. Um, not awful for a, for a barrel pick uh, was my most recent purchase. That was last week. Brendan, I'm sorry that Ben was so inconsiderate of your feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, what was your most recent bourbon purchase? It's okay. It's all right. That's fine. I see how you're acting, Ben, though. Got <laughs> Episode it. one already doing that, you know? Dynamic uh, has been established. Uh, real quick with the Eagle Rare store pick. So I've never done the store pick of, of Eagle Rare specifically. It is one of my favorite bourbons at the price if you can find it. I know Ben talked about availability, and that's difficult. But like the, have you tried it yet, TJ? I'm curious, like if, if like the fifteen twenty dollar difference is is quote unquote worth it for the Eagle Rare? Because that can sometimes be a single barrel. What you get, normal offerings just not guaranteed. Yeah, no, I haven't opened it yet. I do have okay. a regular bottle of Eagle Rare that I am excited to try both of them back to back. And, uh, and next sounds week like an episode. Sounds oh, like yeah. content. All right, for sure. Um, and yeah. I'll just tell you, like, before I even try it, I doubt that it is worth the $15 um, difference of, of regular kind of MSRP. The availability of Eagle Rare probably means that I would have paid that little bit extra anyway, because it's not something you can kind of find all the time. Ben is like the Costco fiend. So we'll, we will learn that as uh, time goes on in this podcast. But Ben's seen it like at Costco for like 25 bucks. Yep. Obviously, if you can find it there for that, buy as many as you can. Go back on multiple days if it's still there. But um, because it's so hard to find, I'm not anticipating that the $15 will be worth it from a flavor profile. Maybe it will. Uh, but from an availability standpoint, you, you know, sometimes we're willing to pay a little bit more uh, to get something. So that's kind of my take. But stay tuned because we'll, we'll definitely be drinking that soon. Well, it's a lot of the time that is what you're paying for with the store picks, right? Is if it's a heavily allocated or fairly allocated bottle, the availability, and they just call it a store pick and then they you know, jack up the price a little bit. But I've had some from the Buffalo Trace, like a Buffalo Trace that was a, a store pick here, here in Tallahassee. Uh, it was really, really good. It was $15 more. So about what, like 25, 30% more than you normally pay for, for a Buffalo Trace, but man, it was really good. And it was worth it. So I guess that's something we'll probably explore during these, um, during these episodes is, is risk first reward with, with some of the store picks versus the regular offerings. But as, as far as my, uh, my purchases are concerned. So the most recent one, I got it right down here. Uh, the discovery series from Bardstown, it was the number four, which people have been gushing about. So I got it. I opened it up on Valentine's day. I got it yes. from a, uh, from sealbacks. It was, I treated myself much, much like TJ did. It was good. It was really, really, really good. I'm very interested in, in seeing how it opens up, I guess, and what it's going to turn into. But the the initial pour, the neck pour was pretty special. It was about $140, a little pricier. I'm not sure yet if like it was totally worth it, but but you knew where your money went at least. Like it was it was good, pretty close to being special. Awesome. Yeah, I'll mention this as well. Um, not the most recent, well, the most recent. No, I'll take it back. I, I'm still going to mention this, but it's not like the most recent or anything. I tried birthday bourbon um, for the first time on Sunday. We went out um, after Valentine's Day dinner and they had a 2018 birthday bourbon at the bar I went to. It was pretty pricey. Um, it was 40. Well, I thought it was a good price based on what I've seen it at. It was 40 bucks a pour for a four, full pour 
which is the most I've ever paid for a single drink in my entire life. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've been wanting to try both a 2018 and a 2020 birthday bourbon, which are the two years that my kids were born. That's how I justified it. Uh, my wife looked at me like I was crazy, <laughs> which I probably was. But a, a, um, a common theme, I think that's starting to emerge is yeah. houses looking at us. Yeah. But I don't want to give like a review of that or talk about it, but that was kind of a cool purchase recently. Um, you know, again, bourbon very much, Ben has mentioned this. I've mentioned this, uh, you know, Brendan popped open a, a special bottle on Valentine's day. I drank a, a special pour that was kind of expensive because it, it reminded me of my daughter. Ben got into bourbon because of a family thing, right? Like his sister got married to a family that was into bourbon. And so it's a very, um, I don't know, sentimental, the right word. Like it's a very sentimental type thing, right? Like I wouldn't have just Mm -hmm. bought a birthday bourbon and spent $40 on one drink for the heck of it. Like the, the actual $15 pour that I had besides birthday to me was better. Right. But it was more personal to me. And so that's kind of what I do. Another thing that I do like about bourbon and, and kind of tying it all together is I was okay spending a little bit more because of, again, what it meant to me. Now I've tried it now. Right. And I'm not gonna have any more kids in 2018. So I never have to pay that again. So, you know, I'm good to go. If I just stop having kids, I'll have to, I'll stop having to uh, spend money on this stuff. But anyway, I did get to try that a couple of days ago and and that was neat. Um, We're kind of wrapping this up. We are going to ask this and then we'll, we'll move on. What is the worst bourbon purchase that you have made? All time recently, I don't care. Just give us a bad, like an avoid purchase. Brendan, you go first. This was a rookie mistake for me, admittedly. It was within maybe six months to a year of really starting into the the bourbon journey, more so the collecting aspect of it. And I'm going to throw out the name here. Everyone's going to know right away, Blanton's, right? It's synonymous with, with bourbon and considered like a higher end bourbon. And because of the marketing that uh, the Buffalo Trace uh, line has with the fancy bottle and, and the different tops where you could spell out Blanton's, it's considered like a, you need to collect it, right? It's part of your collection. If, if you have a bourbon collection, you have to have a bottle of Blanton's in it. Uh, because it's harder to find, I was not able to find it here in Tallahassee. I was tipped off by someone on my message board about when I was traveling south one time, somewhere like off of I-10, I think it was maybe in Live Oak, uh, Live Oak or Lake City, one or the other, I can't remember, but it was, you had to go out to the back roads a little bit. They said, hey, this place always has Blanton's. You go get it. It's a little bit pricier, but you're going to be assured of getting it. So I went there, kind of went off the beaten path to get it. Uh, wasn't in a great area, but whatever. We, we go to some uh, unsavory places sometimes for bourbon, right? Uh, that, that's part of the, the chase and the pursuit of it. Uh, went in there. Blanton's was $130. Woo! In my mind, again, this is naive, Brendan, right? This is six months into the bourbon journey and the collecting. And I'm like, I don't know if I'll ever see this again. I've gone out of the way to get it. I, I bought it. I bought it at $130. To this day, it is the purchase that has pissed me off the most. And not that Blanton's bad by any means, but uh, the hype that it gets, certainly you can argue like whether it, it, it's worth the hype. That price at $130 when it should be what about like $60, $55, $60, I think it's the MSRP there. Uh, so going more than uh, 100% over it. Yeah, that was one that that angered me. I still have the bottle blends and, and uh, it's one I almost have some resentment towards, honestly. I have a hard time drinking it. <laughs> yeah, no, we'll definitely get into talking some blends later. Um, it's the coolest 
bottle on the market, um, but it, it is kind of overhyped as far as a, a bourbon, in my opinion. Some people love it. Some people think it's the greatest thing ever. So uh, that is something that we'll also talk about. I may love something that Ben hates and Brendan thinks is mediocre and it may go vice versa on something else that we all kind of have differing opinions on. Uh, ben, have you made any bad purchases recently or ever, or are you just like a whiskey connoisseur that's never made a bad purchase? No, certainly. I, uh, I, I pride myself on, you know, bad purchases, uh, <laughs> bourbon. Uh, you know, one mistake that I, I've walked into at least, you know, once or twice is buying on a, uh, on a short time frame. Um, you know, I, I talked earlier about trying to get into, uh, you know, to bourbon with, you know, my, my in-laws. And, uh, it was one year where we were looking for a bottle of nice bourbon, uh, at the end of the year, ready for the holiday season. And we hadn't purchased it, you know, prior to December, which, you know, everyone and their mom is looking for nice bourbons around that time. And, uh, we ended up searching around to, I want to say like four or five different stores, just trying to find something that we hadn't tried before, something a little special, you know, and, uh, one thing leads to another and we're ended up buying, you know, a bottle for a hundred bucks that should have been a bottle that we shouldn't have bought for 50 bucks, you know, and I don't want to like throw anybody under the bus, but it was way more than I should have spent um, just because it was, you know, a short time frame. So if you're looking for something, uh, something special. If you're trying to find something for that time of the year where you want to enjoy it with some good friends and good family, like I talked about, uh, start searching early um, and start looking at your, uh, your local stores. They're going to have the best supply and you're gonna have the best opportunity to uh, kind of create a relationship with those guys. And whenever they get some special in similar to how teachers looking for a Victor's toasted barrel or a Bart's down chapter four, um, they'll be able to let you know when, when it's coming in. Um, so I think one of the worst purchases you can make in bourbon is on a short, uh, time frame with a big budget. Yeah. When you're kind of in a time crunch and so you yeah. actively overpay for something. Yeah. Mine is, mine is pretty simple. Mine is not necessarily a time crunch, not necessarily, uh, you know, uh, spending too much. Uh, mine is listening to the guys at my massive chain liquor store, that I go into frequently um, mm -hmm. to see if they have anything special on the shelf and getting talked into buying um, a bourbon through them. Yeah. Uh, be, be aware of that. And I'm not saying that everybody that works in a massive chain liquor store has uh, evil intentions, but there are certainly things that they make higher markups on and things that they will tell you, oh, this is almost as good as blends or this is almost as good as Buffalo Trace or this is almost as good as this or that and the other. It's for half the price, you know, whatever. So I bought a $32 bottle of Graystown uh, bourbon finished in port wine barrels. Ben, have I ever let you try that? It's not very good um, at all. Hard pass. Hard yeah, pass. It's it's not good. Uh, it wasn't super expensive, right? Like $32. It would be a reviewable thing. We can review it on here at some point, um, months and months down the road, but just didn't love it. And I kind of got trapped into like, you know, the guy's telling me, oh, this is a port wine finish. It's super smooth. And it just kind of, it tastes cheap. You know, it, it doesn't, it doesn't taste very good. Um, nothing wrong with it. If you like it and you want it, let me know if you're in the Tampa Bay area and I'll bring it to you. But um, don't, <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't the right bottle for me. And I just had money to spend and got kind of talked into it by the guy at my local uh, massive chain liquor store. So 
be careful of that. Be wary of that. You can make some bad purchases that way. Uh, I'm thankful that the bottle wasn't a 60 or $70 bottle because he's had me sold. And, and that was that. Um, I run away from those guys, like at the big box, when they come over to you, ask you if you need help. Like, I'm not trying to be an ass, but like, I know more than you probably about. That. Yeah. Yeah. How's you're, that for snobby? Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Every time now I'm just like, I'm good. Thanks. Just look at, you know, like, thank you very much. You know, um, but, but at the same time, like there's some local places you go to and you really value someone's opinion. And I've, I've had a couple people who I, I do locally value their opinions, just, but that takes a little bit of time to build that trust, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Brendan, you had talked about uh, earlier in the podcast, you know, buying that, you know, $45 Eagle rare, uh, you know, store pick versus a, you know, $30, $35 Eagle rare, you know, at, you know, a, a typical, you know, big box, uh, big back store. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's really good if you can find a local spot that um, is into bourbon, into whiskeys that you can kind of uh, invest your time and money into. And if, if that includes, you know, pay an extra, you know, five, 10 bucks for a bottle, just to kind of support them as a store. I think that's uh, really good kind of like long-term investing for your community and uh, it lets you just start a relationship. You know, those guys go out there, spend time picking out a barrel, um, having their kind of, you know, logo and put their name on it uh, to kind of market to the local, you know, area. And like you, like TJ had said, hey, you know, you may be sold on, you know, a bottle that doesn't make sense for you because it's kind of their highest profits mar- profit margins. Uh, but these local stores who are, you know, they're at least the ones that are going to be carrying, uh, good liquor or good, good, good whiskey and bourbon. Uh, they're there to kind of just service the community. Um, and so the more that we can invest in our local communities, it's going to be, you know, better long-term. I agree with that completely. And I did not bring that up when I talked about when Brennan asked me if it was going to, I'm pointing because it's up there on the ledge, but, uh, I didn't bring that up when Brennan asked about it, but I, uh, I can agree with that completely. Helping out my local liquor store is worth the extra five, 10 bucks that I paid. Brennan, I totally cut you off. Go ahead. No, it's cool. I was, it was just on that topic uh, with local liquor stores and having someone that you trust specifically go back to the evil rare conversation, you know, the Buffalo trace that I told you guys about in relation to that. Uh, I think, so it was the, like the fifth time that, that this liquor store had a store pick uh, for Buffalo trace. And again, it was about $45. Normally Buffalo trace is going to be 25 to 30. Uh, but the clerk who worked there took me to the bar next door. They're, they're adjacent to each other. They're connected. He poured me out some of the Buffalo trace. I got to taste it and try it and like legitimately really liked it. Like it, it was a $45 bottle of bourbon. Like I knew I was getting my money's worth, but the fact that he recognized me, knew it was something I'd be interested in, was willing to pour it for me, no pressure. Uh, that's the kind of relationship you want to have with your local stores because it allows you to try stuff at a lower, uh, lower risk, I guess, or to even, yeah. Uh, get tips for, Hey, we're, we have something cool in and they think of you. Yeah, absolutely. So we are wrapping up this part of the episode. Um, ben, I think you have the bottle with you uh, or Brendan may have it as well. So, uh, but this was Ben's suggestion. Um, I don't have the bottle. I have a little sample bottle from Ben's house. Uh, but Ben has the bottle. Ben, talk to us about this bottle. This was your pick. Um, talk to us about what we're reviewing uh, we're going to review it tonight, but it'll come out in two days. Talk to us about, uh, about what we've got here coming up. Yeah. I thought it was a great ball to start off with. We're looking at Russell's reserve, uh, 10 year. This is a product by wild Turkey. 
introduced in 2000 and it's named after uh jimmy and eddie russell uh who are master distillers uh father and son team at the wild turkey distillery i think they have about 100 years of experience distilling at that uh distillery it's got a mash bill of 75 percent corn 13 percent rye and 12 percent malted barley it's bottled at 90 proof and it is one of the most affordable 10-year age statement bourbons on the market super affordable it's going to be on at least every shelf of your typical local uh liquor store um really accessible like i talked about want to have some bourbons that you guys can go and grab um so if you have the opportunity go to a local store grab a bottle of it and uh we'll be reviewing that uh later this week super excited to review that um like i said i've watched a lot of whiskey reviews bourbon reviews, rye reviews, different things. Um, and my favorite thing to do when I get a new bottle is to look up and find a review um, of that bottle and drink the bottle while I'm either reading that review, watching that review, listening to that review. Because I want to, you know, my bourbon journey is is young. It's 10 months. I'll, I'll admit that. A lot of people probably listen to that, have a more extensive knowledge than I even have. But I like hearing what some of those tasting notes, what some of those nose notes are and things like that. So we'll talk about it in the, in the follow-up to this, but we've got a uh, scale that Brendan's put together that he's used for a while. And I'm excited about rating Russell's reserve. So um, a fun first episode. Did you guys have a good time? I had a good time. Hopefully you really guys- good, a really good time. And I was just drinking water too. Wait, wait till we get into the, the brown water. That's going to be amazing. <laughs> Maybe not. Bourbon. <laughs> yeah. Well, Ben was into the brown water too. Just not the, not the right one. So, um, all right, cool. We'll see you guys in a couple of days. We're going to review this. We're going to get this going and, uh, stay tuned. I, I'm excited to, to kind of go on this bourbon journey with you guys. Um, this was a lot of fun for night one. I've been drinking, so maybe that's why I had fun. I hope you guys had as much fun as I did, but uh, I had a good time tonight. And uh, yeah, we'll see you guys next week or in a couple of days or whenever. And uh, appreciate everybody's support.